Hey, welcome to Luke and Lewis. We've got a very special guest episode featuring Ryan Long, live from New York. Welcome to the show, mate. Live from New York, it's Ryan Long. <laughs> Good figurines in the background. That guy's cool. Oh, he is, huh? I'm a big nerd. Yeah. I love your background. I think that's very in the spirit of the show. You I can, did. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I can't work out actually, whose background's lame. I like, you can tell you both fuck, you know? <laughs> yeah, this is actually kind of embarrassing because I guess I already had that up. So, yeah. <laughs> I guess it's, yeah, I guess it made more sense when I was doing other shows. Now it's just kind of weird. But, <laughs> dude, I, I've been looking for figurines for my studio and I, um, I was uh, I was on the internet like looking everywhere to try to find Steven Seagal action figures, yeah. and then my friend just inherited a baseball card store. And then in the back room, they had like two figurines like underneath everything, and they just had one Steven Seagal. <laughs> it's like went it's like an hour and a half away. I went to get it. It's the best. That's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how's how's New York? It's currently nighttime for you, morning for us. Um, this is the earliest. What time is it for up. you guys right now? Oh, it's not even that early. It's like nine eighteen a.m. But I'm. Just... Oh, it's still pretty early. Yeah, for to do a we do a podcast, it feels feels early. I mean, yeah. Lewis hasn't slept. We recorded one before bed last night, and yeah. he's literally. We're both wearing exactly the same thing, <laughs> except that you can tell Lewis clearly has had no sleep yeah. since I last spoke to him. On a I Zoom. was just so excited about this this podcast, Ryan, that I couldn't <laughs> sleep. <laughs> You're tossing and turning, kicking. Yeah. It's because he's moving house today. They're moving to Tasmania because they're fleeing COVID. Yeah. Uh, everything that I, like, you know, and probably, I don't know if you're there in Australia. So it probably, if you live there, of course, it feels like it's, you know, a hot topic. But that's the number one thing that everyone's like, at least we're not Australia. Like, and I'm from Man. Canada, which is probably but, up there as bad. But the the videos I've seen of Australia, the guy running away from COVID and the, he's in an elevator and they're like, this is the, they're, they're making videos like he's a serial murderer. It's just a guy. It is crazy over there. Yeah, well, that's uh, that's funny because that's that is exactly what we thought at the start of this. All everyone in Australia was like, "Well, at least we're not America." And now we look at America <laughs> and go, "Fuck! I wish we were there." It's crazy. Yeah, I, I remember when this COVID first started. My buddy, he was he's his name's Evan Demeray, and he's like a comedian. And he went to COVID, and they put him in the hotels. And someone escaped the hotel. And the cops were after him, and it was a huge news story. He was on the news, and then they brought the girl back. She, she, you know, she escaped the COVID prison to go party or something, right? And then they brought her back, and they locked her door, and they had a guard outside of her door to make sure she couldn't leave her room in the COVID prison. <laughs> That's so funny. That's so, yeah, I have a, a mate who works at one of the COVID hotels, which is like when you come back from any state that has COVID, you have to do two weeks hotel quarantine depending yeah. on where you've come from. And um, I got a mate who works there and I was like, what's your job? And he goes, I kind of just like sit in the hallway and I go, so what? If I'm like, if someone escapes, like what would you do? He's like, fucking nothing. He's like, I don't want to go anywhere near them. They might have COVID. <laughs> so he just yeah, sits there dive on them? and then he's like, I, my job, so I guess is just call security. But I'm like, what are they going to do? He's like, probably not. Isn't he security? Isn't that why he's in the hallway? I don't know. He's just paid to sit, sit in the hallway, man. He's just, He's, he's paid to pretend to be security. So you people look yeah. at him and go, oh, fuck, I shouldn't run. He's security. And he's like, ha, stupid people. Well, I'm it's not true. It's shit. like if, if I was just yeah. a normal guy sitting in that hotel like lobby, I, if someone ran out, I'd be like, oh. Yeah, I'm not <laughs> yeah, diving for anyone. Yeah, I got cooties, bro. 
Well, I, you know what I want to, I want to know, Ryan, like I've been seeing some of these like American news reports and that, and I just want to know like what you think is happening because some of of it they're nailing a lot of it they're getting really wrong and i think a lot of it is designed to scare you guys about what the future of america could be right oh (laughs) you You think that oh i see what you're saying you think new york is kind of like look at what it is if it starts to be too totalitarian sort of situation i i think i'm seeing a lot of the the right-wing news organizations going this is what happens when you don't have guns and this is what happens if you don't vote trump in 2024 you know well so i guess that that's the question i'm like are they right or not because i went back like canada is uh you know not as it sounds like not as bad but they are pretty crazy about that stuff like Mm. even when i went i couldn't go back home basically and then now you have to basically you get vaccinated then you get a test before you get the airport then when you get to the airport they test you again and then you're supposed to quarantine so yeah. it's like well why am i quarantining if you just tested me and i'm vaccinated and like there's all this stuff that doesn't make sense and it is you go there and it's like it, it kind of is one of those things sometimes where just maybe it is like oh it is like so politicized that maybe people that you'd be like, oh, it's only these people saying it. But it's like, I don't know. I guess, is it crazy or is it not? I mean, you're the one living there. I don't know. Well, it's, look, it's crazy, but I we, think... People here don't think... Some people think it's crazy. It's, I would say that... Some people are stoked about it. La- I would say a large majority of people could understand that it's probably the right thing to do because we do, uh, we're at like a 26% vaccination rate in our country. That's what the Why news is, is, is missing. That's what the, I think that's the, the news is our skipping over. Government is incompetent. Yeah, they didn't, we, we're on an island. So the government was like, oh, cool, we're sweet. We don't have to do anything. And they didn't get ready for it. While the whole world was getting wrecked by it, the government didn't get vaccines. And I think that's what the news is missing is like, yeah, we have all of these lockdowns and shit like that. And you see like Americans and uh, English people going, oh, why are they still doing lockdowns? Like just get vaccinated and live your life. Or if you're not going to get vaccinated, it's your risk. I think the reason we ha- we have to do lockdowns is because you can't take that risk of going out. You know, you can't make the choice to not get vaccinated and then take the risk because there, it, there are none to make the choice people our age why can't, why can't you why isn't there any so in people America, our age like, only got the option to get pfizer two weeks ago why became eligible they didn't because buy our government does <laughs> that's not a have great enough question right why that's, that's literally what everyone has been saying so everyone's yeah. just like our government is incompetent because they haven't like that's the problem yeah is there's right. not enough vaccines for everyone in that country like I hear, it's yeah, big I, news when sorry. we get another million vaccines bought in. Everyone's like, "Oh, might get a chance at one." <laughs> yeah, I was here, you know, a year ago. Yes. <laughs> they, I guess, it, well, but then they That's have fun. all these extra things here now. They're like, "Oh, everyone has to get a booster and go get a second shot." Dude, this is uh, how much the vaccines are available here. If you go to like a Yankees game, they'll go. You can get in free if you take a vaccine. So they just have like. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, literally. Well, you get one at the hot dog stand. <laughs> and they give you $100. Man. And, the, and there's lotteries. That, cause and it's, you know, it's still a pretty, probably 80% of people in New York, but they want to get higher. But I guess the crazy part that, that I, you can tell me whether it's true or not, it seems like this in New Zealand, they keep saying, oh, four, there was like, you know, 10 more cases. So locked, you can't, the curfew of leaving your cities back on. And you're just like, 
that's like not it's nothing I yeah but like. like what happened was with our new south wales so sydney they um left it right i was there and they had like six cases a day and i was like oh fuck this this is gonna get really bad i'm gonna get out and then now they have over a thousand cases every day which is a lot because they just like didn't do anything about it and let it get out of hand whereas perth they have like two cases then they go into like a three-day lockdown and then they don't have then they have zero cases for months and i after think that, i think they, they have to do that because there they is actually no don't have covid there so there are places of australia where yeah. there is no covid which is probably the only one of yeah. the places in the world where there's zero and they cases. are they are saying like also once we hit 80 percent vaccinated they're going to stop lockdowns which i think is the right thing to do i just think the the reason why they that's what they said in canada and then they were like yeah. oh just joking 90 percent." yeah well yeah well th- th- we're doing the opposite they said 80 and then they're like oh actually that seems a bit hard let's go with 70 right yeah <laughs> so yeah. We're, we're doing the opposite we're like ah fuck 70 is good enough it'll probably be like oh if two people get vaccinated on sunday we can do whatever we want yeah, well, you know what? I always think that they, people mess up too, just everyone that's talking about this. They always just talk about every country and culture like they're the same. Yeah. But it's like in Canada, it's like you kind of like you said earlier, where if it's popular, the people want, like it's easy to, uh, in America, they don't like that stuff. Like Texas people don't like to be told what to do. Like that mm. whole freedom stuff's like so important for them. In Canada, they're not really like that. So this is, like here it's pretty 50-50 on like the vaccines and all that stuff. Like in Canada, it's not really 50-50. Like most people are pretty pro, you know, the lockdowns, the vax passport, all that sort of stuff. I so feel like that's the on, same with us. Yeah. Yeah, it depends most on what people the culture's like. like understand like, oh, it's probably the right thing to do. And there's people who obviously protest and stuff, but it's, it's a very small minority really. Yeah, to- I think that's here it's not, right? That's the the difference. Like, um, if you those places, it's it's literally fifty fifty. It's a half the states are pretty, you know. Full. The media is, you know, gonna do what they're gonna do. But there'll be even with like Miami, everyone will be like, that. I was I went there, and when COVID got really bad, I went to Miami because it was the most open. And when like New York was like really locked down, I did the opposite. <laughs> yeah. But but I was just, you know, I'm, I don't know. I wasn't like specifically scared of COVID, and I was like, I couldn't yeah. do stand up, but everything was locked down, and I was just like. We uh we went there for like three months, and all of the media would be would be saying that it's so bad there. But it's kind of if you look at it like the places that locked down and the places that didn't, there isn't that big of a correlation for like what has more deaths and all that stuff. I don't think, but I don't know. Well, I'm sure anyone could rejig the numbers to make them look however they want. Yeah, well that's that's the thing. Like anything, <laughs> anything fucking looks true unless you're actually like yeah. an expert. Like I do this all the time where I look at like oh, I wonder what climate change deniers think, and I read it. And I go, well, fuck, that sounds true. That sounds yeah. just as true as all the other shit that I've read. Well, here's my statistics. You go here's, well, here's my statistics. In. Yeah. I'll get sucked in by like the one side of each story. Like I remember in like grade six, I watched this documentary about how the moon landing was fake. And then immediately after I watched a documentary about how it was real. Yeah. And I came out of both documentaries like, oh my God, it's fake. And then I was like, nah, it's definitely real. <laughs> yeah. And I was like, I still don't know. I always think about that. I'm like, I don't know, man. Those are some fucking good points. Well, I think the it comes down to the blowing. music they choose, you know, like, like whoever has the best score to the documentary, yeah. that's who I'm going to believe. Like make me feel something with the music and I'll believe whatever you want. That's how I, I mean, got into QAnon. <laughs> nice. Yeah, the, whatever, whoever the protagonist is. I mean, how many people that were, you know, protesting the cops, like, 
watched like a movie where the cop was like the, the like the you know the cop was the pro the bad guy cop was the protagonist and they're sort yeah. of like rooting for him probably not even realizing that you know yeah you can have your brain like hacked so easily you can you can and and even you know like you film the same thing from a different angle and it it looks completely different of like oh this guy's a bad guy yeah. no that guy's a bad guy it depends on what angle you know i have that with the video when i do videos like i do like lots of street stuff right and yeah and I, you know, and most of the time you can't always listen to people's criticisms, but like I'll do one every now and then where people will be like, Ryan was being a dick. Like, it seems like I was being a dick. Yeah. And I, and then, and I was kind of going back and forth with that when I was doing it. But I, what I did was I cut out way too much at the beginning of us, like be, me being nice. So I yes. like, you know what I mean? Like it was instead of, I was in my, at the time I'm like, no, I'm trimming fat, but I sort of trimmed out like me uh, ingratiating myself to whoever's watching you this video. You trimmed out all your good characteristics and just like, yeah. this is pretty funny when I tell this bitch to go fuck herself. Uh, you know? <laughs> what? Literally, and then so, and so you kind of watch it and you're like, they're right, and you're always kind of having that thing. But it's literally if I had just uh, included one more line or one less line, that depends on whether people are like, mm. oh, this guy's an asshole or this is funny. Mm. Often the, the bits towards the end, I've done some of those videos. Like I've filmed a couple from Lewis. I, I filmed that vaccine one that Lewis did. I'm not sure if you've seen it, but it went yeah, really yeah, viral. Yeah. yeah, I remember I was there that day and yeah, it started off real nice. And the only footage that Lewis ended up using was the stuff from the last hour yeah. of the yeah. day was when we just got fed up and was like, just ask him if they've seen a doctor. Just like straight up go up and ask them. Yeah. Because we were just like, it was... For the first bit, he would like butter all these people up and ask them real questions, and we'd cut all that, and then you got well because the... it was so the yeah, protest yeah, was so small. It was maybe only like a hundred people, nothing like the big ones you have now. They've really taken off. Like oh, they, they've they hustled. Up, yeah. That was a long play for them, uh, but I, it was so small that I was like, oh, if I'm just like outwardly a douchebag, no one will talk to me in the videos. Fuck. So I had to like sneak in all the questions for the first hour, and then I'm like, all right, I reckon I've got like thirty or. 40 questions let's start screaming <laughs> yeah it's, it's that is such like an art with uh how to you know get to the get to the point where uh you you ask the part you want to but there's also that other part where if, if it's too much if you, you can't like misrepresent what they yeah. said at all yeah. or I, like i feel like cutting out's one thing but as soon as you start like kind of putting their things in the wrong context that just becomes like Unethical, yeah, I, I don't like. think you can do that. Even if it's comedy, I don't think. I think it might be like illegal as well. You know, that's like actually. Yeah, probably. Yeah. The moment that um all the anti-vax people at the protest realized that Lewis was there to fuck with them, I remember it was when he started interviewing a dog that had like a sign on it, like someone's uh, owner had put like some anti-vax slogan on a little pug, and it was when yeah. Lewis started like outwardly like giving the dog the same level of respect that he gave the humans. <laughs> then a few people were like, I don't think this guy's from a yeah. media organization. <laughs> I mean, you got to be up in arms already. If you're at like the, you know, if you're at a, in Australia at an anti-vax protest, a part of anyone that's coming up to you with a microphone, you're like, what are the chances this guy's for me? <laughs> yeah, I know. What is it's, it? It's like? the new fighting about Trump. Like literally I, I, I was, I have a video that I'm doing about this, but it's like, basically fighting about the vaccine in america replaced fighting about trump it's like the same yeah. people on the same sides with the same you know yelling at everyone and then both think the opposite side is you know the worst thing that's ever happened it is really interesting that 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 like 
whatever it is that made you like Trump made you not like the vaccines and stuff like that. And, and, and he the likes them. is true. And he got him. Yeah. He, yeah, he was, a, he, was a, he was a big reason why you fucking have so many, you know? So yeah, people turned on him a bit, like, in his yeah. Own it's uh it is very it is interesting that like you can like him but then whatever's in your brain that makes you hate them will make you disagree yeah. with him it's it really became the cardinal issue to you know mm. fight with your family and friends and loved ones about <laughs> so what is it like living in like let's be honest i mean probably like the most divided country in the world well at least that's what it seems like to us is that the case do you Afghanistan think Afghanistan is looking pretty divided yeah, that's at the moment true. No, but, <laughs> but even still though there's like some bodies like, are getting divided oh, there's still <laughs> like <parts>. a oh, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, journalist. is it weird like hanging out with do you have like a lot of friends who you like no <laughs> no, great oh then never mind um no but do you have like a lot of friends that you like disagree with just like out at dinner and then is it weird does it get awkward well you have to you know you know that like uh, the states aren't divided like new york isn't very divided yeah. new york's pretty right. so every state's like what's the population of australia uh 22 24 million now maybe. yeah like that's the population of states you know what i mean so yeah. every state's like a little country and within that state i've I, I, been doing jokes like it really is you go to half the country and every and everyone will say stuff that if you lived in a certain like if you if you guys live in liberal metropolitan stuff that if you said everyone's like you're kicked out of the party yeah. you know the uber drivers right out of the gate like can you believe these athletes won't stand for the flag like stuff like that yeah and then you come back to brooklyn and everyone's like they won't even let our dogs be trans and it's like no matter where you are yeah <laughs> yeah so, so we no, don't it's really not have divided here like we in, don't really in New have... York, everyone's you know that we don't have like a texas we don't have like a place where like people are completely opposing no themselves. like canada doesn't either yeah it, it, there's kind of like bits of the the dark web. places mm. where maybe people are a bit less progressive but it's not like they're completely like there's you know i guess there's maybe some more there's probably more racist in queensland maybe than victoria and new south wales but it's also a lot of just just a disparity between like people who are educated, people who aren't, people who live regionally. There's like yeah. reasons for that. It's probably like everywhere, I guess. Yeah, yeah. But it's no, also this, mainly just old people as well. But even, I will say you are, there is, a, even in New York, or you know, or I used to live in Toronto, it is one of those things where like everyone kind of agrees for the most part. But then you don't have to go that far. Like you go 45 minutes out of the city and yeah. you're in, you know, and they're back, back to like the more out of there in Texas. Yeah. Like I was, I went to a hot dog eating competition at Coney Island, which is like the hot yeah, dog I saw eating that. competition. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like the best, but this was 50, you know, 45 minutes out of the city kind of thing. Yeah. And everyone there was like the liberal mayor went up and everyone booed them and stuff like that. <laughs> yeah, and that's like right outside of New York, so... I think it switches, but it's it's basically what the mainstream idea is that you know you if you went to college here yeah. and you started saying oh how much you like Trump and stuff you'd be kind of you know people wouldn't like that. You know but what you, I I think the craziest thing about the states is is the fact that like I'd like most people like or even love a couple politicians. That's crazy to like them at all. Like, like a yeah, they're like a cult of personality. Well, like for in Australia, like the the general vibe is you pick the guy whose ideas you like the most, but you still think he's a dickhead. You know, even yeah. though I voted for him, he's a fucking dickhead. And if he if he doesn't do what he says, I'm off him. People will you know, don't totally. really like anyone. Like 
Will, I think that's what a, Australia like amused us the most about your election, particularly the Trump one, was people like I'm Canadian, people, but you know that. Yeah, yeah. but like yes. people <laughs> like cared though. Like people, oh, yes, sir. Yeah, but like <laughs> our ones, care. people would just go like, "Ah, oh, they both suck," but this person sucks less. That's the yeah, whole. Can, dude, can you imagine political race for a guy and you're as you're adult, like you're door to door, like help try to help some politician? It's oh. <laughs> pathetic. It's it, it's so nerdy, and it, it, I, I was even thinking that with like Trump or Bernie, any of these people, there is something something weird about people when they're in their thirties. Cause when you see a kid and he's like, I love, you know, Michael Jordan and you know, or LeBron James, yeah. like it's, it's like, yeah, that's kid stuff. When you see like a 35 year old man and it's like everything he's posting is like, this guy is such my hero. And it's like, he, you're his age. It's just something so weird about it. <laughs> it is. So like in love, like you're someone's little pet kind of, you know, just yeah. like doing their bidding. But I guess that's why that's how they're trying to build their career too, where they just, they sort of a lot of people sort of build their career off of like supporting a person's movement, I guess. Do people get around it in Canada, like it, around it, your politicians, or is it the same as us? We like yeah, oh. because now it's copied. It's like every, everything in America seeped into Canada, so they're right. kind of just the same as here now. So mm. they get around the American politicians, then the Canadian ones represent that. But it is it, it is equally as like tumultuous there now, is right. it? But it wasn't like that when I was growing up. It might that's, be, man, it might be moving that way. I feel like that's what the media is pushing everyone towards. They want it's you like, to be there now. Yeah, I think so. They want you to be like super, because, you know, anger and divisiveness and like and like hard belief is clicks and money for all these fucking media organizations and news. And, and you know, that's our job is like, what's the what's the funniest thing that will cause a reaction that will make people click and share, you know, yeah. which is fine for comedy, but when your job is to like inform the public, like it's a bit dangerous. Yeah. And it, it, it's the same as the way that people take politicians seriously. They shouldn't take the news as seriously. I remember yeah. I was watching this documentary and it was kind of like a, uh, I don't know what the, like maybe an activist thing a bit. I can't remember. It was about like crack and stuff like that, but it was a huge part of the documentary was you know why the news was wrong here and the media got this wrong and the mm. media was all wrong about this and they all said this and it was like for the last eight, like you know 50 years but it was like for these people so you think they're right now like <laughs> but, but this time they're nailing it mm. it's yeah. like all this like the same people that will agree that the media's been so wrong for the last 50 years or whatever and you know how they work together and the, all of the conspiracies they essentially covered up and did the government's bidding and all that sort of stuff. But they're like, no, but this time they're in unison, right? <laughs> like, <laughs> they, no, but they, they said a nice thing about my team. So they're hey. telling the truth for now. <laughs> yeah. So, so when did you move from Canada to New York? Right before the pandemic. So now. Right move. And, and yeah, you were yeah. doing stand, obviously you started stand up in Canada. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was doing stand-up for about ten years, for like ten years in Canada, and then yeah, moved here to. This is the yeah, first two, time two you've sounded ago. Canadian, the whole. Oh, you interview. want me to sound Canadian? Eh? No, you oh, just said a boot, and, and it was the first up. thing you said then that was Canadian. <laughs> yeah, it comes out. <laughs> it's very good. Getting um, polluted, just with the boys, just getting polluted. <laughs> <laughs> polluted, I like I that. Polluted. We might have to adopt that. That's great. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So ten uh, years. Yeah. So well, now cool. I've been doing stand up for like twelve years, I guess. Yeah. 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 But um, 
Yeah, New York's back to normal. It's, you know, the only thing is you're supposed to kind of wear a mask and I guess places ask you for your vaccine card, but like most of them kind of don't. And mm. it, for the most part, it's back to normal. Capacities are back to normal. Most, all the states are back to normal. Touring's back to normal. Your tour got canceled, right? Uh, I've had to, I was supposed to have be half, be half done now, but I've rescheduled all of the dates for the end of November. And I, and I'm now moving my entire team off the mainland to an Island state called Tasmania. Uh, so that hopefully I'll get to fly from Tasmania to the COVID free States where my shows are, do those go back to Tassie. So I hope they'll happen. Loosebiz.com, you know, it's a bit of a gamble. You had that Vice, the Vice video was like, they was promoting this tour, right? That one yeah. was so funny. I don't know if you saw, but Vice just like fired uh, like 50 employees or something. Oh, really? Oh, fuck. Yeah, so there's some openings for us. <laughs> <laughs> good. Yeah, good. You know, I can submit a few <laughs> stories again. I do want to get Vice again. I bet I'll, I'll get them at some point. They're the funniest one because Vice to me is the funniest one because they're the they're as wild as you know vox or buzzfeed or any of them but they used to be cool which makes it so much lamer yes to me yeah that's why they're the worst it's i i feel like they would be doing better if they went back to what they were doing like they were filling a gap that still isn't being filled at all i guess maybe there's no money in that and that's why they went away what was vice doing i don't even remember Vice was like a, I mean, there was almost, there was like different phases. They were like a cool, you know, skateboard counterculture kind of thing and mm, back in the day. Right. But then, then they sort of, I guess, popped off becoming the first version of the cliche, which looking back, it was way better. It, the first cliche was like, you know, I went to Tasmania and smoked crack with a midget. Like that, it was all that yeah, kind yeah, of stuff. Okay. You know what I mean? Like these wild, they kind of invented that. Sounds like, like an actual story that would have happened. <laughs> yeah. I've seen that. It was all like finding, the, you know, I spent a month in the forest with prostitutes in Alba- Albania and okay, did yeah, crocodile yeah. or whatever, you know? It was like all that kind of wild stuff. It's kind of just it, like clickbait that's YouTube. It's kind of just like a it Mr. Was. Beast. Yeah. Well, that's like, that's almost like, like what um, uh, the, the, the guy it's now Channel 5 is doing where he'll yeah. just go to yeah. some like insane it was rally. I mean, that is on Vice now. Like that, that show is his show. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, fuck. Well, there you go. So maybe they are going back to it. Maybe I'm right. Yeah, maybe a little. And then now, you know, then they went for like the last five years. It was like chairs are racist or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which you know, I agree with. Um, yeah, I mean, they are. I've seen, seen the way they're looking at colored people of color. <laughs> um, you've, been, uh, you've been blowing up. <clears throat> online recently like i think it wasn't even joe rogan was talking about you or oh i, don't, I think i've heard about that but someone oh okay maybe not. maybe, maybe i'm making rogan. it up yeah <laughs> no but i feel like i, I feel like that him. could be you know next to you it seems like definitely all of the comedians that are in joe's orbit have yeah, been yeah, talking my, about you like so many of my friends have done joe rogan but i just don't know i've never been to uh i, I haven't been to la <clears> lots i'm gonna go soon but i think with with uh like, I don't know, I'm not, not going to speak on his thing, but, like, I just don't, I don't know him. I haven't met him, and mm. I think that that's a big part of how kind of a lot of the comedians, it's one thing having, like, a scientist on, but it seems like with comedians, it's usually uh, people that... Wants to suss you out first. He's really nice. Every, every, everyone, I know, everyone I know has said that. They're like, you know, I met him at some festival or, you know, in the comedy store, and then he was like, you know... Yeah, I, I, I met him. Uh, Andrew Santino introduced me to me, and I had no, I had like no right to be in his presence. And he was so lovely and nice, and and just yeah. exactly the same as he is on mic. And I was like, oh fuck, how how strange. 
That's yeah, cool. It's very cool. I think what you should have done was challenge them to a uh, headlock competition, and the and the if you win, you get you get to, to do a four. Well, well, actually, Ryan, I lost. So <laughs> yeah. Hey, remember when I talked about moving to Tasmania? Well, I'm here, and this episode is sponsored by you. Your support on Patreon makes this show possible and makes us doing crazy things like this to fulfill the show uh, possible as well. So support us on Patreon. Uh, check out Luke and Lewis Patreon. Just Google it. There's a bunch of secret bonus episodes that are only uh, on Patreon. They're exclusive. They're really, really good. Uh, Keelan and I just recorded an entire episode on the spirit of Tasmania as we were taking off uh, on about three hours sleep. It's really great. It's really funny. And there's a bunch of other extra bonus content and other episodes there. We'd love for you to watch it and support the show. We've got a Discord group. We've got everything. Would you get on it? But it is a secret podcast, so don't tell anyone. I went back for five days just to Toronto, and I just straight up, like, partied. Like, a different group of friends. I went out with my, like, you know, friends from my hometown. Then I went out with, like, a bunch of comedians. Then, like, college friends. I I just straight up did, mm. like, a daydream Got polluted. <laughs> just getting <laughs> polluted. And it was one of those things where, you know, not that many people had seen each other, so it was... You, we would we would go to the park and there'd be like a group of ten people and then like every time a new guy came in and it was like oh <laughs> you know my one buddy he wasn't uh, he wasn't gonna come through because he was at a cottage with his girlfriend and he kept seeing the Instagram stories and he he got so like FOMO <laughs> that he he literally told his girlfriend he's coming home and he brought her home on like the Saturday night to come party he said his girlfriend sat in the car steaming for three hours. <laughs> <laughs> They got her cottage weekend short because like a bunch of his boys were hanging out in town. <laughs> Man, that that type of that type of FOMO, that's the type of dude that loses the house on Bitcoin. You know, on the yeah. last day. Like, fuck, it's everyone's getting rich. I gotta put it all in. I know. Dude, I lost 60 grand on this stock called it was a uh, tops baseball cards, but it was like a SPAC that was buying that. And my buddy Danny that I do the podcast yeah. with and everything, he was all in on this. Like he had so much money in. This was like his big play and he was pushing it to me. And I put way too much money in and I lost sixty thousand dollars like last week. That I'm <laughs> that's, still that's awesome. Dude, it's oh it's tough. Yeah. Like it, it was like I, I, it was one of those things I like woke up almost like kind of thinking it was a dream and yeah. then I looked at my phone and it wasn't again. <laughs> <laughs> Did Lewis has started, <laughs> started to buy um like NFTs. NFTs, like these little brick things. Yeah. How much more? Like real, are you really investing or are you dropping like a few hundred bucks? No, no, he bought, well, I mean, for us, like that's a lot of money. He bought like a 200 bucks? A thousand, no, no, a thousand dollars. Yeah. Right? I, okay. Yeah. He put a thousand into like this thing. No, I think it's a lot of money. You know why I think it's a lot of money? Because mm. it's it doesn't exist. You're putting money into mm. a JPEG. That's yeah, a facts. lot of money for yeah. like a a PNG. Yeah. What it, did you buy? I bought a I bought a picture of a brick for nine hundred dollars. <laughs> what a waste okay. of money. <laughs> uh, no, no, just a regular a stone brick with a with a green background. And I'm and I'm happy to report, Luke. That uh, I'm going to piss you off with this. That brick is now worth seven thousand dollars. Okay, that makes stop it. Yes. Stop it. Really? Nah, yeah. But who? Few days. Who dictates? This is just like the market. Like who dictates that this is now? People worth who have made like millions out of cryptocurrency and have no idea what to buy. It's like you know what it is. It's like a digital flex. Buying an NFT and changing your profile picture to a picture of it. It's like. It's like the new posting a Rolex onto your Instagram story. Like yeah, that's kind of how bro. I'm seeing it. 
Uh, I don't know if it's going to last. Like, have but, you sold it yet? Nah, I'm Sell waiting until it. it goes to ten, baby. Oh, oh my god, I'm a big believer in it. It might get up. I mean, it's pretty early in this game, but yeah, who knows where it's going to go? But like, so many bands are releasing their albums that way, and you know, hip hop artists and stuff. So I think it's, I think it's cool. I think that. I think that whether or not the shit that I'm buying is going to last, I think the technology will because it's like, it's the only way to verify ownership of a digital asset and the world is going digital. So it's, I, to me, it just kind of makes sense. Like it's the only way to prove you own something that lives in a world that we're just moving further and further towards. I yeah, think. I think that more importantly that that's the kind of stuff you need to be saying to women at bars. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> you know, absolutely. The, the, this is the way the world's going. It's a digital asset. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, this that's why I had a I had a, a classic a, meme of the guy yelling at a girl yeah. at a bar. Yeah, he's really <laughs> you really back it up that figurine in the background, aren't you? Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I had a, I had an argument with with one of my friends. He's got like crazy money, right? This guy that I know that I know online, he's got stupid money, and and he's like real anti NFTs. He goes man i'm telling you it's not gonna work and you know why i'm like why and he goes rich people why do they buy ferraris i'm like ah oh, because they like the cars he goes no to get pussy i'm like correct that's true big motivator yeah. and he goes no one and i mean no one is getting pussy <laughs> out of a picture of a cat i'm like okay i'm selling everything yeah, you're gonna walk into the bar like, yes, I'm him. What the guy with the brick? Yeah, pull out my phone and I go, this is just a screenshot. <laughs> but if I show you the blockchain, I can verify my ownership. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh, sorry, I dropped my phone. That was just my NFT of a brick. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I can verify ownership. Your Tinder, like someone's Tinder profile, is the verification of ownership. It links to their fucking <laughs> wallet. They go, check this out. Oh no, I forgot my seed phrase. <laughs> yeah so it's very possible that that's true but i don't know it is i I feel like i do get it so i i think it could go one way or the other oh that's that's all this crypto bullshit it's like either either it's going to the moon or a lot of people are losing houses yeah my body i i have i have so many friends that like i kind of been making some videos about this stuff too but there's like i have like so many friends that are essentially broke and they're messaging like every day being like, yo, you have to buy this coin, this coin, this, and there's yeah. like, you know, it's always like, no, not financial advice. <laughs> like you have to buy. And then it, every, and then the next day, like everything tanked. What, I, when we knew it was going to tank, me and my buddy Danny were saying he was messaging. One of our buddies who's a comedian, who's a moron. He was our <laughs> buddy JJ, who's also a moron, was messaging <laughs> me being like, hey, me and that dude got together to do technical analysis of the stock charts. We're like, this is over tomorrow. <laughs> Yeah. Just two yeah. of the biggest idiots you know, looking at charts and graphs, like predicting what's happening with crypto. Dude, that's such a good indicator. I remember the <laughs> not not this most recent crash, the the previous crash when Luke and I worked in radio. This is when I should have sold. I walked into the radio office and Luke and I, we saw the sales team and the customer service team both looking at Bitcoin charts. That's when I should have sold. When <laughs> the office workers who have never thought yeah. about crypto in their life are refreshing the price while they should be working, should have got out. And and that deciding not when I saw that and went, oh, everyone's into it. It's gonna go up. That's and, what oh cost no. me a lot of money. And you, you know when he sold the book. Lewis yeah. is smart. You know when he sold the first time, and it, you were bloody welcome for this. I'm an idiot, right? And one day I came in and I was like, oh, this is like six months. Ago. I was like, boys. 
thinking of getting into the crypto game and then Lewis and Keelan <laughs> were just like, fuck this and just sold everything. You bought their shares. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Luke, Luke's holding my bags right now. Yeah, and, and then I didn't get into the crypto game because, um, mm. yeah, I forgot. So, that is, that's the oldest, you know, I think it was Warren Buffett or whatever, but when the shoe shine boy starts telling you about stock picks, that's when you knew it was going to crash. Yeah. Well, at that, and actually, that brings me to the next thing I want to do on the show. Luke, would, would you like to buy my brick? Absolutely not. <laughs> Fuck. One dollar. <laughs> Have you sold no. an NFT? Yeah. Yeah, I've sold. I've sold. Uh, I, I made uh, a real talk, like a video on my Instagram, uh, like trashing NFTs. And then I turned that into an NFT. And then a bunch of people bought it. And then I used that money to buy the brick. How so, much? So you made a thousand bucks selling this video? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I sold it and then the price of Ethereum went up, which was what people bought it with. So it's it's like some weird growth hack where you buy an NFT with crypto and then if the NFT goes up in price, but then also the currency you purchased it with goes up in price, it's Hang like on. double growth. Does that show so, still... Uh, Lewis yeah. last year was putting our joint money into... Yeah crypto on the show <laughs> right without consulting me what yeah is there an update on that do we still have money in ethereum because we sold the doge no we still have the doge right yeah what's that oh, worth now idiot. has that gone down is uh, that why you haven't talked to me about it because you've lost any, it all. any day that's going back to the moon though <laughs> yeah let me have a look let me have a look i haven't looked you at know, it for a while this is the thing ryan is I have to deal with this man who's obsessed with like all this stuff. I have like yeah. no interest in it. So then he gets my money because he knows I don't care. And then he just puts it, he goes, no, nah, our money. Me. Well, it's half my money. And yeah. <laughs> he just puts it into shit. And then when it goes up, he doesn't shut up about it. And mm. then when it goes down, I've right. got an update for four months. Which yeah. means it's on the ones that are doing good. You're like, what happened to our ten thousand dollars of Doge? You're like, the brick has doubled. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm that guy. I'm like, man, I'm made, making heaps on bricks. I'm, I might turn this brick into a real brick house. But all that other stuff, bro, that's my mortgage gone. Um, I've uh, okay. Looking at the Doge, we we put a thousand dollars into Doge uh, at the start of the year, and uh, mate, great news. Uh, after it tanked to like 300 it's now worth 800 so we're almost back to zero almost back oh, yeah. that's good <laughs> yeah um now how's the tour going ryan now you i was, you've been I away did, uh i did like maybe three weekends and then six <clears throat> one-nighters um it was cool though i'm like in new york i when i did uh the weekend here i sold like almost a thousand tickets so that was wow basically you know what the funny part is and i don't know if it's like that there but the clubs the big thing is everyone wants you to do weekends as opposed to one-nighters right so in a lot of places i'm at the point where like a one-nighter is sick like if i do a 250 place i sell it out and it's like sick maybe you add the a second one that maybe you do two but it's always like the better deals are if you can do the six nights and there's not enough people to sell out clubs as there is clubs with shows. So it's everyone's, you know, making offers for that. But then you go from a guy who's doing all sold out shows to a guy who's, you know, like I did Florida, for example, and it sold, I think it was like 300 tickets and I did seven shows. So mm. it's like, you know, whatever, plus whatever walk up. But I remember the guy was calling and it was like some tiny town in Florida. It's 30,000 people. I remember the guy calling being 
he would, the agent was like, Hey, could you post more about this? Blah, blah. And I was like, how many tickets did they sell? It was like 300 and 350 or something. And I was like, this phone call should be like, Holy shit. You sold 350 tickets in this town, but it's, yeah. it's like the system's forcing you to, uh, so I think I might have to rejig that a little bit, but in general, it's been awesome. And just even I do, I like hang out with everyone after the show, like every night. Um, so yeah, that's cool. Yeah, dude. It's so cool to, uh, even do that. Yeah. I know it seems like when you're on the internet, it sometimes just seems so like negative and you start thinking like, are my fans this or what? You know what I mean? Yeah. And then you hang out with them and you're just like, Oh, these are all just very normal people and blah, blah. Well, so, yeah. Cause you know, I some, find as well. Sometimes the, like yeah, you'll, you'll make a video. We yeah. have, I have really young fans, like, I guess, like, how old are you? Like my fans, I'm only 25. So I get a lot of like people who are like, you know, 18 to 25. Yeah. Like that's everyone's fans. Yeah. Is them a little younger? I think most of mm. mine are probably college to 20 college to 30 sort of thing. Yeah. And, yeah. um, yeah, but the most, a lot of like college people, a lot of people that are, you know, 25, 26, a lot of that, but a decent amount of 30, 30 pretty good mix because they all know you from something different you know it's yeah. funny to me that you were like thirty thousand is like a really small town that is a small town here still but i've been doing like those for the last two weeks like just towns that have like really? 40 50 000 yeah. people yeah i mean because there's only five we were talking we about got five cities bro. Cool. you guys can do right. 50 date tours of like cities we could we have yeah. like five cities and even still, like Hobart sells like shit really compared to everywhere else. Like Tasmania is the, the island one that down the bottom. Like that doesn't sell like a city does in but is even still like how how many people are in your cities? Like we, our cities are like yeah. a million people. No, you can re- you can really like tour forever here if you want to. You know what I mean? There's yeah. enough, I'm so jealous. There's, there's put it this way, there's at least fifty places. So you could easily or you know or not fifty, sorry, like 350 places that actually are almost markets because that because you know? that like that's also wow. like in australia if we have five cities you could do like a, a like a solid 30 or 40 day tour right and that's like everywhere in the country pretty much but that means also if you do that you need a brand new hour the next year because otherwise people are going to see the same shit whereas in america if you have 300 cities you could do the same hour for like three years and then yeah. slowly work on it. Whereas in Australia, sort of, sometimes yeah, it's a bit of a scramble. Do you do that? Like, do you do? An, you don't do a new hour every year. Yeah, really? yeah. We've both Luke that's and I have been doing our, an hour every year yeah, since we the started. System. That's yeah. the way our festival system works. Yeah, that's every the system there. It's it's kind of dumb. Like I'm thinking of after next year's one, having a year off because I found like my show was New so year's much is, better this I year because right of now. COVID. Yeah. So we all got canceled last year, obviously, like 2020. And in that year off, like, I, yeah, I didn't write that much in lockdown, but like, I just felt like I had more time. I wasn't scrambling to get the yeah. new hour. So I felt like the two, once every second year system is is great. I'm thinking of once the world gets back, doing one year in Australia, touring I think that's that, the and go. then heading overseas yeah. and like doing a few shows. There's like New Zealand, the UK maybe america i don't know how you get a visa there but i'll figure it out you, you can know. get a visa easily yeah yeah ryan was ryan was helping me out with it before covid oh, okay. happened uh, yeah you gotta bit. do it yeah the, the old one visa you guys could get no problem yeah but you're not even lying you just like you just apply you have all the stuff and you have the actual tour dates like there's not you know yeah i thought you had to get like an extraordinary talent one or something like that yeah that's, that's what that is stuff like you have a big audience yeah. you've have uh like for example you need to here here would be one example of a thing that you need there's 10 categories you only need to have two of them and one of them is like you've won an award one of them is people in your field think the loogies what's the loogies 
Oh, that's, we have that's our, our own, award show. We oh. have our own Luke and Lewis award show. <laughs> yeah, we, just... we want a loogie. Yeah. Dude, people, put, people put the most bullshit awards on their thing. One of them is like you've made a lot of, you know, a, a decent amount of money in your field. And then, you know, mm. like literally more than 30 grand a year is a, you would. Well, it's just, it's just a filter to, to go. If, the, if you come here, will you pay tax, money, basically? Yeah. Yeah, but you don't even with the O one. You don't. You don't. You're not a resident. You don't have to pay taxes. Okay, I'm filling years. it out tomorrow. Yeah, you don't. Have, you don't pay taxes in America when you have when you have an O one. It's only if you get a green card. But I mean, right. if you're going to be back and forth and all this stuff, like it's there's not really any difference. The, there is a like a few tiny differences, but if you're not planning on, uh, you, you know, you could do that, and if you after three years then apply for your green card. I think that's what I, I think that's what both of us kind of want to do. I, I definitely want to get to get to New York because you know I was in I was in New York for like one week and LA for one week, and I met all of these incredibly amazing comedians and made all these connections. And I'm like, oh, if I just do this like three times a year or whatever, even if it's for two weeks, you know, it yeah. would be super helpful. And then you know, collaborating and doing podcasts in person and just getting to do actual clubs because we have. In our country, we've got three clubs, I think, in the country. That That's we crazy. Like, we have like four or five, but yeah. I know a lot of Canadians not, that man. go and do the run in Australia. Like they, they always say there's money to be made and just kind of being a comedian that's touring that doesn't even have an audience. Oh, yeah. yeah if you're in Australia, if you're not Australian, you'll sell tickets. Oh. Our, wow. our Australians like still have that thing in them where they go, wow, he has an accent. Like if you yeah. talk about... Coming off I don't have plane. an accent. You guys have accents. Yeah. Oh, sorry. Yeah, you're normal. We're weird. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, people will, like, there's comedians who live here, right, but pretend to be American. Like, they'll, they'll do the gala and Come be like, on. man, you Australians, like, do this and you're animals. And I'm like, dude, I know where you live. I see you as kids. <laughs> That's so funny. It's yeah. hilarious because they've just made careers here. That's um, wild. Can you imagine the other way around, like a guy in America putting on a fake Australian accent and be like, "Americans are stupid." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. The, the, the guy, the person, the people he is are American, Americans who come. But they've over. lived here for decades. Oh, There's just okay. Americans that have come over in like the '90s and then gone. I'm going to set up shop here because they like. I do, I know some. Yeah, that yeah. that go there a yeah. lot, and some of them that just stay there, like the one guy I was telling you in the COVID prison. But yeah, I mean, for me. Tr tr uh, Toronto, you know, I've done a lot of stuff there, but when I came here, it's it feels like for me what I described it as it felt like taking ankle weights off. Yeah, I feel like that's that's absolutely what I felt as well. Because also, even like obviously, there's more opportunities and more clubs and more paying things and whatever. There's all that shit, which is amazing. But then also, I felt when I did a I did two club sets, I felt the audience was just so much more educated on how to be an audience than like a lot of other places I've been. Like if you go to a regional Australian town, sometimes people are like, oh, are we allowed to make noise? Oh, like, can we laugh or they don't know what it we is. have to be quiet? So I've been doing regional Queensland these last two weeks, which is like about as, <laughs> some people would say as rough as it gets. It's not that bad, right? People yeah. talk it up. But my opener will be like, all right, who's seen comedy before? And like 25% uh -huh. of the crowd will cheer. Mm. And they're like, all right, who's never seen comedy before and then 75 percent of the crowd will be like ah, like yeah i'm most of my people who come to my shows from the internet it's the first ever comedy show because they're like 18 and nothing ever comes to their town comedy is like an american thing like an, an mm. originally right so maybe sure. it's more like embedded in the culture but yeah I, is, it, is it more sort of i've seen even some of like you guys and your friends posting clips and sometimes it almost seems like like a like like a college 
uh, party sometimes even more than a show, you know? Like sometimes <laughs> yeah. it, you know what I mean? Like it's yeah. like people, people went to that show to like party almost like they, yes. maybe, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like there'll be some people, like some shows you go to, especially in regional towns, people will spend like more time at the bar than like, but they'll watch from the bar. Mm. Like while they're queuing up, they'll just kind of turn around and be like, ah, all right. And then they'll just happily order. Where like whereas in cities like everyone's there for the show, but in towns they're kind of there for because like oh I fucking like this guy, but I like beer. Yeah, and in, then in, in yeah. clubs in America they're like there's a you must drink. There's a two drink minimum, and people are like oh, I just want to see the jokes, man. I don't want to drink. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's yeah. Very different. But in, in Australia they're like two. Is that all? They're like maybe before the show, and then once the show <laughs> oh, starts. Oh thank God! Really I thought you said maximum. Out. Yeah. <laughs> I was, uh, yeah, I always, like, even on tour this last round, I was having a few times where you're like, you, you know, everyone comes to see you and it's very cool. And then you have a guy arguing with a waitress and then someone's ordering food yeah. and picking up their checks and all this stuff. And you're just like, this is the dumbest art form. Like, what other thing? <laughs> Like, what other thing, like, you know, has that kind of bullshit while the show is happening? Like, it's so yeah. true. Like, you go see, like, a, a theater a play, show, like a musical, you know? and no yeah. one, no one's ever just getting up and going, oh, sorry, sorry, no, man, I'm coming yeah, through. Paying for but, their jags and uh, yeah. ordering to. <laughs> it's like, you know, it's just such, like, a clown profession, right? It is, yeah. But well, I, I, do be- I do more writing spots in the city. I'm getting better at trying to be better at like writing when you're doing headliners sets but for me i'm like my system that i developed forever that i'm trying to you know modify but is way way more like three four spots a night 10 minute sets same joke Fuck. you know the, that's like so that cool. kind of stuff writing two hours in the morning doing you know the first show hopefully you know the sixth or whatever do all stuff you kind of thought of that day you know weed it out by the second by the fourth show hopefully you have like one or two little things that are working by the end of the night and kind of repeat that process forever but yeah I mean, that's now impossible that, to do yeah here. that's the, see, that the most gigs, in one night's probably about a week's worth of gigs like proper club gigs yeah. here if you're not touring the, the most like sometimes i'll do three of my own shows in a night and that's like the most stage time are you guys writing an hour of year then it's crazy it's just it's just I only, I, I only tour with like 35 40 minutes of material and just do a lot of crowd work because that's what like that's that, that's what goes yeah. viral and makes people come to my shows and stuff so mm. i just, yeah. just talk to the crowd a lot and it's also there's less pressure as well because a festival show here only goes for 50 minutes pretty much so like yeah because there's like they do new shows every hour but a 10 minute turnover between yeah, 50 is yeah. enough so I only tour like 35, 40. And once you have like a good 20 and then you do it a bunch, that turns into 30. It you gets keep longer. adding little tags and stuff. Yeah. You know what I was saying? It's I do the opposite where I was, I'll be in the city and it's, it's all like whittling, 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 right? Getting yeah. rid of every last word. And then, and then, uh, you kind of uh, hit the road and it's almost easier. So you, I, I would go, I'm yeah. like, oh, that's, that's like a, you know what? That's a one minute joke, I think. Then I'd go to the road and I'd be like, maybe this is a two minute joke. Yeah. And then I'd come back to the city. I'm like, no, I was right. It's one minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> On the road, you're adding all this extra stuff and it's killing. And then you come back to the city and you're like, yeah, no, I was right the first time. Those yeah. <laughs> yeah my audience was doing some lifting there you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah 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 the- but yeah i think i think that's also why there's like there's just the that's why the greatest comics are american because there's just a, there's just a natural skill gap like there's a limit to how much you can train in other countries because you can't do well, that many gigs in a night what, couldn't you just like you need to have someone that just starts a club in the city that has three shows a night and then you do two or three shows but right? it's not, not as that? The, like, it's not a showcase our club. biggest city has six million 
or seven million people in it. Most of our cities have two lot. million people in it. That's what Toronto is. Toronto has like a couple. I, I think I think there is room for like if it was if it was like 100, 120 seats. I think there is room for something like that. 50. I mean, something did 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 uh, start up recently in Melbourne, the Republic Bar or whatever it's called. Yeah, there's a few going around. It's just like there's also so many comedians where we're from. Like there's quantity. Like it's hard to get spots. Like that's that's and, true. And also, quantity over was... quality. The gigs. There's so many shitty yeah. open mics. Like there's yeah. so many. If you want to go perform to three people and ten comedians, oh, you no. could do twenty gigs a night. Yeah, that makes you worth sometimes. I yeah. I really believe that. Like sometimes you'll do a spot in front of comedians, and there'll be three three normal punters, like normal audience members. And like if the comedians are laughing and the punters aren't, you're like, man, I'm crushing. And I'm like, you're actually getting worse because that is not what a normal person thinks is funny. Dude, whenever I write a joke and comedians laugh, I scrap the joke. I'm like, fuck yeah. that. But whereas a lot of comedians would be like, I'm crushing. Let's work on that. So my friends laugh. Crushing but your like, dreams, bro. Yeah, but I, I was talking about with Lewis. I'm actually, I realized I'm one of three comedians touring the country at the moment because of yeah. COVID. Everyone yeah, else it's... is pretty much trapped in Sydney. And um, yeah, Melbourne, I'm, I see the same three people in every poster whenever I go. They're like, yeah, Luke's, the Luke's had a combination floor. of luck, but also going through hell to pull I had off to go to the hotel shows. quarantine. And I've, no. had to, yeah. <laughs> I've had to live uh, out of where I live for like yeah. a month, just in hotels while I'm also paying rent at home. It's brutal. That's but, um, tough. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I saw it's, a thing that was, uh, we were laughing because it, it said uh, you're only allowed to, uh, uh, to leave the quarantine if you have a really good reason or something like that. And we were loving the idea of like, obviously the only really good reason is pussy. <laughs> Bob knows you have a really good reason. Like, all right, let me see the photo. Uh, I don't know if this is a really good reason. <laughs> Size of those titties. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, it's weird here at the moment. It's, I think everything next year will get back to normal, but that's what we said last year. So there's a bit uh, of that Yeah, that now. literally is. I don't know. I think honestly it's six more months, but hopefully, you know. Well, we, we me and Lewis were talking about this like a while ago, but um, right near the beginning of the pandemic, like the first six months, it was really cool to, for, at least for me, like I was less like, you know, had my old YouTube system and podcast system figured mm -hmm. out. So it was good to have six, you know, months to really treat that like a full-time job and get the system down. But yeah, it is like now that I'm out doing stand-up and touring, like I was just saying when I was on the roads, like it is tough to manage. I even oh, see like the way you guys do it. It's always, you know, you're still putting out like reels and separate TikTok videos. Like, you, you know, I guess, I don't know if you, do you systemize it where you're like, I'm going to do two of these a week or, or is it just kind of as you go? It's just always like, I've kind of, pretty much you know. given up on YouTube. Lewis does it better. I mean, that's cause I've been on the road it's so hard as you know, mm. to like turn around stuff while you're on the road. Like I just film every show and upload stand up now. And that's the all, all I can do pretty much now. It's all stand up. When I get back, I'll probably start doing some YouTube stuff as well. Yeah. But between trying to keep up with podcasts and stand up that's it i'm up till 2 a.m every night trying to do that shit and it's all yeah that's why you do a lot of crowd work because you yeah. just get a ton of clips and that's the stuff that goes well, you also it's like burn the material you kind of have to treat what i've kind of figured out with my stuff you kind of have to treat your content as like its own little tv channel like you need a team of like i just hired someone full-time to come on board and and keelan's working part-time with me as well so there's like you know between the two of them eight days of work plus the stuff that i'm doing to pump out the amount of content that i want to do and i'm not touring at the moment you know right. so 
it's, so it's uh, just like a lot of editing. So yeah, that's yeah. Right. Like I have a guy that does, you know, some work for me that lives is somewhere else and it's just remote, but yeah, that, I think that is the move. You eventually need to just have, well, you look at what, what also like what Andrew Schultz is doing, like even he's got a team of editors and, and he's got people who don't edit. They just help facilitate production. Like they're producers. And then he has people who help write. Like that's, I think what I would really like to set up is I just want to be, I only want to be writing and performing and then everything else is handled by the team like just all right let's film this at this time let's and then edit this and then even the posting i want to eventually outsource so that all i have to do is just be good at comedy you know guess, instead yeah. of worrying about all this other shit ryan do you edit your videos like your sketches yeah and with the stuff with me i think there is a, a you know we make a little bit different stuff so i i don't know the, the editing of my sketches is the one thing that i don't think that i could outsource there is other editing things that i do like i have someone that does some clips from the podcast and stuff like that but as far as sketches like because i'm like a it's not that i was a like comedian that started doing videos like I, i've been like a filmmaker forever and you mm. know for, like show ran tv they're, shows they're so like. well shot yeah i think yeah uh, thanks i appreciate that but the like that like making video stuff i've been doing that longer than stand-up like i was you know making sketches and stuff for 20 yeah, years me now, too. I guess, right yeah exactly yeah. right so that that like idea that the editing is such a huge component of like sketch comedy. Like even there'll be TV shows where there's like three or four big TV shows that all of them have the same editor. Like the, yeah. the guy who edited like Portlandia, Key and Peele, like that was one guy. And it was like, it really is like, can we get this guy? It's not like, Oh, an editor. Like they're just as much yeah. of like a superstar in the production as anything, like, especially in certain movies and stuff like that, that, you know, you, so the editing, I've only met two or three editors in my entire life that I've done stuff with where they've, they've uh, showed me and I was like, that's good. And all three of those guys were like popular YouTube guys. So yeah, there is this thing where it's, it's very hard to meet someone that is like a really talented editor, like at your People level that has all those instincts and all that stuff easy. that isn't just doing it themselves. Yeah, that's the thing. Like if you have a talent doing comedy it is easy. Yeah. We get messages all the time, like from people like, Oh man, I could, I watched your videos. I could definitely help you edit. And then you're like, no, you couldn't. No, you couldn't. <laughs> Yeah, like you yeah. don't realize the shit that hits the floor. Like, yeah. Cause it's you, like, it's like, uh, I think, uh, even something that almost can't be taught is like the ability to identify funny moments or like, like yeah. that's something that you need to have almost a natural knack for that you develop yourself. I think, I don't know if you can, you can give pointers like, Oh, comedic pauses are good for this reason, but like, you know, choosing, what moments and expressions and silences and music and, and things to use for what reasons. It's, it's very, very difficult to teach someone else that. No, like they, from they scratch. have to have their own version of it. Yeah. Yeah. So it, that's why it's uh, anyone that's like really good at that. It's, you know, they're, they're going to be tough to find. And mm. even then it's like, then you, if they are really good, a lot of times you probably spend all this time on them. And then after six months, they, you know, leave in anyway and go do their own thing. Unless you're like really <laughs> dropping a lot of money or, you know, I think if you're uh, bringing them on the road with you and offering them other things that help them, or I don't know, it's a, it's a, like, it's like a tough one. There's also like the DJ thing too, where it's like a, a DJ is being like, Oh, at some point, like maybe I won't like, you know, produce the music or whatever. And you're like, I don't yeah. know that, or is it kind of the whole thing? So mm. I, part of me feels like that too. It's like, Oh, maybe I'll hire someone to edit. It's like, is that like hiring someone to write your jokes too? Depends on the thing. Like this, some of the stuff you do, I'm like, I get that you can present that to someone in a way where they can edit your vision and there, there's not too much 
to change potentially. Well, I only do it in person. Like, I don't think you can do it remote. Like, that's why I'm moving my team to Hobart because we've been trying to work remote and it just doesn't fucking work because that's tough. you just need to be there over their shoulder and they go, oh, I did this. What do you think? And I go, I like that. I don't like this. Like, like doing that over fucking email or Zoom is so difficult to do. So, yeah, I think like even even if even when I eventually outsource all of the editing, I still always have to clear all the final edits and give notes. I don't think it's any, ever something that I could just give it to someone and then go, all right, I'll post whatever you send back. I don't think that's possible. Yeah, you are right. That's how you have to do it. You have to kind of have them around and have a little... But then even then it's kind of... Now I have like a, a set schedule that I need to be organizing with people. I don't know. There's no perfect answer, but I, I, yeah, I want that though. Like, cause if I don't have that, I want someone to go, no, you can't fucking take this call. You need to film a video. And I go, Oh yeah. <laughs> like that's what oh, I want. Really? I want someone to be my boss so I can just be funny. You know, someone who's just worked seems... with Lewis. That's exactly what I was at the radio station. Oh, hey okay. man, maybe don't do that. Why? Oh, because he doesn't yeah. think. Yeah. Ever. He does like sometimes he'll rock up and be like, Oh man, it's tomorrow on Friday after this. I'm like, dude, it's Tuesday. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Like I he doesn't someone, know where he is. Uh, I need someone following me around with a calendar and a little circle that goes, This is what today is. Now you need a brain because it fell out. Yeah, it did. That is that is so funny though for you to like uh basically, you know, start doing comedy and YouTube, get successful at that so you can turn it back into an office job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's a long way to have an office job and then and then touring could be a holiday now i do think of touring like that sometimes too where you're like you have to think of this as a little bit like the yeah stepping away from the work yeah but i just that, i just think like if we want to like you know like if i if i want to do what you've done like make it in a country that i didn't live in you gotta hustle harder than the people who live there because they have a natural advantage obviously yeah you know, they i just do. think you gotta you gotta work for it even just for little things, there's things that you don't even think about. Like, let's say you were going to do a video at a restaurant. I bet you, you know, 30 restaurants that you could, mm. you know what I mean? You just any little thing you go, you know what? I need a guy who makes this and you kind of over your life, you've collected all these things the way that you have a mechanic or whatever. If you, if you're yeah. a car, you live there, you know, there's just a million of those little things where it's you. The only thing you can really try to do is buy your way out of those problems where you're just like, you know, paying more money for everything. But camera guys, like I just start and I don't know anyone. So I have to, you know, find a bunch of people from scratch and figure out which ones you like hanging out with and who's cool to be around and who's a fl who's on time and all that sort of stuff. Mm. Shit. Well, mate, thanks so much for joining us. Yeah, dude, it was good hanging with you guys. I, I was, uh, I always watch what you guys do and you're killing it. So it's cool. Yeah, thank you, you man. come down here. That'd be sick. I, I was saying, yeah, if you guys came down, whether it's separate or together, but it'd be cool if you came down here and we'll do, if, if you ever come to New York, I definitely like set up with a bunch of stuff, but yeah, I am going to sure. come to Australia one day, but when do you guys think the lockdown will stop? 2028, maybe? Yeah, yeah 29 probably is looking good. Nice. Yeah. I I, yeah. I think, there, look, though. I reckon the end of the end of next international will come back last, but maybe the end of next year, I we'll, think is we'll, when we'll be pretty safe. We're probably pretty keen to go back. We've said since the start of the pandemic, we're both going to go back last year, but um, yeah. we'll, and we also had a UK tour booked and everything. Last year was supposed to be the international year. But, yeah. Um, I think just when the world gets back to normal and when we don't feel 
feel uh, unsafe going there. Dude, get those old ones now. Like, just apply for it now because it's going to take about four to six months anyway. That's true. That's true. Yeah. It's the, pa- the paperwork's a lot of bullshit. I'm sure you could get a lot of people that you work with to do it for you. It's like, start now, get the process. It's not going to be that expensive. And then, you know, you'll have it at last like three years or whatever. So it'll, mm. once the, all this stuff's wrapping up, you'll be getting approved. That's yeah. true. All right. Well, we'll see you at I'll New York. I'll sign your letters man. for you. Yeah, I'll, I'll sign up. Because you need like letters from people. I'll, I'll, I'll sign off letters for you. Fuck yeah. Sweet. Awesome. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, well, where can people find you, Ryan? What are you working on at the moment? The Boys Cast with Ryan Longs, my podcast, comes out every Friday on all platforms. And uh, YouTube.com slash Ryan Long Comedy. I do a video every Monday. Awesome. All right. Hell Thank yeah. you very much, Ryan. Check him out. And uh, we'll talk to you guys in a couple days. See ya. See ya.